roll, ready to roll. Only Stu Podcast, episode number 33333333. And we are ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. How you doing, Alex? Doing good. Thank fucking God football's back. Oh my God. Thank God. NFL is here. NFL is here. NFL is here. And the Lion Chief game last night. Absolutely a phenomenal game. Now, obviously, uh, Kadarius Tony cost the Chiefs the game. Three major drops. And Alex, minimum 75 passes. He is the worst dropper in the NFL as a starting receiver. Now, last year, accolades all the way around uh, really was the catalyst for the Chiefs' comeback uh, scoring what they scored, 24 points in the second half of the Super Bowl, three touchdowns. Uh, he was responsible for two of them, one special teams, one just taking it to the house. But last night, he looked scared, inept, and butter motherfucking fingers. So, phenomenal game. He had he had five targets. Yes. One catch. Yes. For one yard. He had one rush for negative one yards. If you add that together, he was a big fat fucking zero. He's a zero, and he's getting torched, and he's getting fried. The and still frame yes. of the pick, where it hits both of his hands, Patrick Mahomes couldn't place a better pass on both of his hands. Like, that still frame that led to an inept bobble. Not Like, listen, if you're not going to catch the pass, don't fucking touch it. If you're not going to catch the pass, at least, like, knock it down. For it to go through your hands and then just gift a pick six is just unforgivable. Yes. I mean, I've never seen a player, a wide receiver, single-handedly gift a team. I mean, it's like his family was trapped in a basement, and he had to lose that game. Yeah, if like, he didn't, he didn't have a family. Like, I would not be surprised in the middle of October, Kadarius Tony suspended for one year for gambling against his team. Oh, shout out Calvin Ridley. Shout He's out free. Calvin Ridley. He's back. Free. Calvin free Ridley. And listen, he he retweeted us. So we're we're, we're Ridley guys. No, when you we, retweet listen. us, if you're a professional athlete, here's the rules. Because I know some of you listen and you might listen under a different name. Like yes. You're, you're Susan B. Anthony. Pseudonym. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Pseudonym. Pseudonym. Yeah, pseudonym. Or pseudonym. Pseudonym or something. Ooh, Whatever. Ooh, listen, bottom reason. line is this. If you're a professional athlete and you give us that that retweet, like that Delvin Cook retweet, that uh, Saquon Barkley retweet, that Calvin Ridley retweet. Listen, we love you. So we love you. If you want to get in our good graces, you know what I'm saying? Throw throw some love. And Jacksonville Jaguars are asleep, but they could win the Super Bowl. And Calvin Ridley could be the MVP of the league, comeback player of the year, and Super Bowl MVP. And we're rooting for three players, just like Alex said. We're rooting with our ball sack for Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, and Calvin Ridley. We, we got more than that. We do have more than that. We're Shout out Matt Corral. Correct. Shout out Matt Corral Listen, on the New England Patriots. Fuck Mac Jones. I want Matt Corral to be a starter. We're not rooting for injuries. No, not. But, but if something happens, absolutely. we're rooting for Matt Corral. Shout out Matt Corral. Matt Corral's our boy. We love Matt. Matt loves us because he was raised right. And that's really the bottom line. If you're raised right, you got to love Stu Finer. You got to love StuFiner.com. You got to love BeLikeStu.com. And you got to love Stu Finer. Podcast only stew 33. So, um, okay, we have so much to say, so much to do. I don't know where to start. I'm going to start right here. Uh, I weighed in last Monday at 195, and uh, my phone weighs point like it almost weighs a pound. So, I had an early weigh in this morning, uh, Friday morning, just for my edification, just because I felt 
lardy. I felt like an obese, fat, round piece of butter shit. Uh, first of all, I have not showered. So both armpits smell like dead dog. Dead, wet dog. It's disgusting. And you know what's really weird? I keep smelling them because I want to know what smells left, the left or the right. Well, excuse me. What smells worse? The left or the right, left or the right. Definitively, my right armpit is more is disgusting because I threw up in my mouth, swallowed it when I smelt my armpit. So I just want to share that. So I went on the scale. Just, I, just to clarify, the Samsung Galaxy 23 weighs uh, six ounces and the case weighs six ounces. So we're, we're at... You know, 12 ounces. Almost a pound. Okay. I mean, just get it right. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, how much is a pound? 16 ounces? Right. Okay. So almost a pound. All right. So anyway. Two thirds. Two thirds of a pound. Okay. okay. Shout out two thirds. Okay. It's like my dick when it enters your vagina. Two thirds. You're like, is it in? I'm like, it's all the way in. And she says, it feels two thirds in. And I said, don't fucking make fun of me. God made me. I'm a child of God. So I weighed myself this morning and I weighed it at 191.6. I was easily Alex ready for a 200 weight because wait, you, you, what's today's date? Today is September. No, no. What day of the week is it? It's a Friday. What were you doing on the scale? Because I was explaining. If you were listening, you're the only person in this room with me. What a fucking mic. No, no, no. I said to you, I felt like a piece of shit. Yeah. A fat slob. No. A bubbling That's mumble. never stopped you. No, no, no. But I thought I was 200 and I was going to call the doctor tomorrow and start Ozempic before the September 15th dead date where she's going to see my numbers. Call me back in September 22nd said, Stu, you're either on Moderna, Ozempic, or we're putting you in the fucking hospital. Listen, I, I'm sure my A1C is like 16 and my sugars are 5, 6, that might, Listen, I just want to... My I'm, triglycerides might be 1,000. Just for the audience, I yes. just want to let them know I have not fucking worked out. I'm since in trouble. This, no, since this Why? podcast started, you Why? haven't worked out for like 99% of it. Why? You, this is, might be the first Friday you stepped on the scale. Like that's a, that you, you never step on the scale. No, I don't care. I'm binge I'm, eating, binge I'm so smoking. Out of sorts. I feel disgusting. I feel first of all, it's a heat wave in New York. Um, it's 99 degrees with a hundred percent humidity. It's equivalent to 130. I, I don't know if those are exact numbers, but that's how it feels. The second you walk outside, my thighs start vibrating and sweating into my cock, into my ball sack, and it smells like Limburger cheese. I it's so uncomfortable. Listen, I don't I don't get the I get, thigh sweat. I get the, I get that little little fucking that little. It's almost like a seductive drip. It's that little piece of back sweat. It like starts up top, Ew. and then it fucking rolls down oh. past the traps, down the spine, and then it like tickles your little like it goes right down into your asshole. It's a little freaky, but it's that's a what, little freaky. But That's then it, very freaky. No, listen, it just is what it is. Well, so I immediately sweat between my thighs because I am so fat right now that my thighs rub together. So when I walk, it's like... Why don't you put on the glide? Well, to just randomly walk? Yo, listen, when you're this no, fat, no, I'm, you got to just put it on. To the pool. No, you got to wake up and put it on before you go down steps. <clears throat> right. All right. So I'm not terrible. I'm stunned. Now, I have a wedding tonight. <clears throat> which I planned on not eating, not smoking and drinking. But since I've lost technically four pounds right now, I'm eating, I'm smoking and I'm drinking. And then I start my diet tomorrow. Now this diet's going to be, I'm going to be stew cunt because I'm going to be so clean and so fucking miserable that my party, happy, free stew life is over forever because 
I feel fucking terrible. Now, maybe it's because I'm 62. Maybe I've hit the wall. Now, again, when I was training for the Chicago Marathon, that again, couldn't do, epic fail, because my mile was 17 minutes. Now, I could run a 17-minute mile for 11 miles. Well, be exact, 10.8. I could do it 5.4. But exactly five years ago, exact time is running an eight-minute mile. Eight-minute mile, eight-minute mile. So, the, bro- the problem is that I'm feeling my mortality and it's not good. So what I'm going to do is take it out on bookmakers, sports books, and your girl's vagina. Bookmakers, sports books, and your girl's vagina. Okay, that's the bottom line because I'm so angry right now, so frustrated. Now, let's go back uh, 10, 12 days ago. I have not swam in my pool in two weeks. I stopped doing the Stu Finer diving fantasy football shoutouts. Two weeks ago, because I got a motherfucking ear infection in my left ear. And I was really worried, Alex, because I'm like going on the plane. Supposedly, the pressure of an ear infection can cause your brain to explode and you could die on the plane. I don't know if that's exact, but that's what I thought, that you could die on the plane. I read that on WebMD. Oh, you did? Okay, good. So, in other words, I'm not good with physical pain, like emotional pain. I'm fabulous. I can deal with anything. I deal with the world's problems, your problems. No problem. You walk into me and say, Stu, my girl told me you fucked her. It really is emotionally problem for me. Well, not for me because she was great. So anyway, um, this ear infection was very problematic because as we know, I am flying with my lovely wife. Shout out Sandy. And partner in crime. Shout out Sandy Fina. Uh, Sandy Fina every Tuesday to Chicago on an airplane. And if you have an ear infection, you fuck, you fuck, you fuck. So um, I couldn't get rid of it. They gave me antibiotics. They gave me drops. Didn't go away. And it fucking hurt. And it hurts more at night. Now you can say jam yourself with marijuana or Advil. I don't like to do that because when I'm really in pain, I want to feel the pain to judge the pain to see how much pain I'm in. Although although Saturday you you did exactly that. Ah uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Well, eventually, I couldn't. I gave in. I just gave. Or was in. Sunday? Was it Sunday? Sunday. Sunday I, Sunday. I was a bitch. I was a bitch. I had right. like I was guzzling Advils. I think I had like thirty Advils within a twenty-four hour period. Where I read the prescription and it said two, and it said that if you have a lot of Advil, your stomach could bleed and you could get ulcers. So, in addition to the ear infection that was caused by me doing hundreds of fantasy football diving shoutouts, shout out. Shout outs, shout out, be like Stu, buy a fucking shout out now. But anyway, I was scared. I was fucking scared. So went back to the doctor. The doctor said, it's not really cleared up. I'm going to give you steroids. So they jammed me with these pills, two a day steroids. uh, And I took them in three days and I felt much better. If you ever take a steroid pill, it's disgusting, Alex. I don't know if you ever took it, but it is one of the worst tasting pills. Like I'm good with pills, put in my mouth, guzzle them. But it lasts, it has a lasting, disgusting taste. What? What are you talking about? Like you... a bitch threw up in your fucking mouth. Where are you putting it? What part of your tongue are you putting this pill on? Uh, obviously, I laid it on my tongue. Why do you lay it? I, well, I was, I, I made a mistake. You throw it to the I back of your mouth. I never took a steroid pill. It's disgusting. You throw it to the back of your mouth. Less, and... I don't know if this is scientifically true, but I feel like the tip of your tongue has more taste buds, like bitter taste buds. So throw it to the back and then... You know, just put it down and stop um, complaining about swallowing. With all the pills. vagina I've eaten, I would say yes. I concur. I concur with that statement. There That's you go. a concurrent statement. So anyway, so I get on the plane and I'm fucking nervous. 
So I'm chewing gum. Like I, I'm putting four pieces of gum in my mouth every like five minutes, spit it into a piece of paper, put another four. So on the plane ride going to Chicago to do season six, week one, uh, I, I ate and spit out well over 30 pieces of gum. It was fucking gross. It was absolutely How gross. How many packs did you buy? I had two of these little, these little, uh, like little canisters that we have upstairs. Uh, the icebreaker square. Icebreaker square. Shout out icebreaker square. Yeah. Save my life. Save my ear. Save my brain. I mean, they're they're good for the first fifteen seconds. Oh, it's it's. Listen, that's why I kept saying. Literally, there is no taste after two minutes. I mean, it should be illegal. FD, it, listen, big, I don't know who's in. Listen, I don't know if that's a food drug administrative act, but if you're a gum company, okay. The point of gum might be to chew, okay? But there also should be laws on flavor, okay? If you're like a juicy fruit where after seven bites, it's gone, you should be sued, all right? I don't know if that's- Or shot. I don't know if if that holds up in court, but yeah, no, for real. Like, your job is to make my mouth taste good, okay? And it's not for fucking five seconds. So crazy. If you can't last a couple minutes, I mean- Rework your fucking formula. You're making enough fucking money. Agree. I concur. Thank you for bringing that up. Bitch. Bitch. So every like literally two minutes, there's fucking no taste and you can't chew gum because the only reason I'm chewing the gum so that my ears pop. But uh, so it now, was a now problem. Imagine, an, ima- ear, an ear infection is a problem. Wait, wait, imagine it, that. It's a problem. I'm scared to go in the pool right now. Imagine that chew, like the chewing you did, right? Yeah. yeah. Just gum though. Gum. And you're swallowing straight saliva. Yes. That's like what Joey Chestnut. Think about how many how many times he chewed during that hot dog eating contest. Well, uh, what do you disgusting. think his jaw muscles are like? Uh, unbelievable. Uh, like a pit bull. Like, pit a, bull. like a Doberman Pinscher. Wow. Like a Siamese uh, canary so, dog. So he's got that dog in him. Is that what you're saying? Fuck yes. Absolutely. Okay. I like that. Absolutely. No two ways about it. Like if you, pu- like Mike Tyson punched him in the jaw, Mike Tyson's arm would break. His, 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 like his hand would fist. just crumble. Absolutely. No two ways about it. He would go, ow, 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 ow. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm a rapist. I'm a bitch. Ow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shout out Mike. We like Mike. I love Mike, Mike Tyson. Whoa, whoa. He's don't, on my wall. Don't call him a rapist. Take it back. What do you mean? He take it back. For take it back. Rapist. All right, listen. If we see Mike Tyson and he, I take he back. hangover fucking I punches back you. That take the it back. Court absolutely incriminate the guy as a criminal, Correct. as a rapist. But no, I take it back. It was a wrongful, uh, a wrongful cunt death. What? What? No, 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 no. He, he slayed never, a vagina. Listen, if OJ never did it, Mike never did it. Stop. Good point. Listen, we're, no, we're on Mike's you fucking got me. side. I take the L. No, no. Say, say sorry, Michael. Mike. I'm sorry. I took an L, a big L. We love you. We love you. That's it. Shout out Mike Tyson. If I walk past, I don't want to, I don't want to get a fucking no, no. side eye from Tyson. Mike, l- listen, one of the documentaries where Mike Tyson said he fucked like 30 different girls doggy style into the wall and he kept smashing their fucking heads into the wall. I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's what I aspire to be. Imagine getting power fucked by Tyson. There's nothing you nothing. can do. Nothing. I mean, you sign up for it, but like, you know how consent works? And yeah. like, if you're in the act, you could stop. Right. Uh, Being power fucked by Mike Tyson, you might not have a choice. You don't have a choice because your forehead is getting smashed into the wall while he's violently cracking you. No, you got no shot. Do you think you sign up for that or you just have to go with the punches? No, you just, you you really reevaluate your entire fucking life because I guarantee your vagina's torn. Uh, Shout out Mrs. Kardashian. And also, I think you have brain trauma. It's like having a concussion. 
shout out Mrs. Kardashian. Yeah, because O.J. Simpson fucked the Kardashian mother. Got in it. The um, we were talking about Mike Tyson. The hot tub, and she and she to- he tore her vagina because he's got like a fucking giant cock. And then when she wanted to go to the hospital, <clears throat> excuse me, um, O.J. said, "Ask your fucking husband who was sleeping in the bed while he fucked her in the hot tub in Colorado." Like I don't know if do all you those think facts anyone facts. do you think anyone got that <clears throat> reference by the way. Yes. Okay. I just yes. thought, no, no, I because I didn't. I just it's wanted, widely known. As long as someone got it, it's widely known. Okay. No, no, no. You, that OJ fucked the the mother Kardashian's I, no, no, vagina, yeah. tore it, and then when she asked him, just basically, she didn't know he was a killer at the time, and and a total piece. Well, of he killed garbage. that. He killed that fucking pussy. He killed that vagina like he killed his wife. Wow. No toys about it. What do you With think no mur- glove. What do you think he murdered more? No glove on both. Look at that. Double entendre. Shout Hello. out. Hello. Shout out. No glove Hello. and a cock. No glove and a hand. Hello. Shout out. Um, I think he's torn more vaginas than he's had. Let's say, for example, it would be naive for us to think that the only woman he killed in his life is his wife. I would say, uh, along with a lot of linebackers and defensive backs, um, he's killed. I'd say the over-under on OJ killing four. 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 Over-unders four. I'm going over. I'm going really? over. That's a lot of people. I'm going over. I want. I mean, like back in the day, you could get away with it because he did it. He did, and it, he got was away like with number it. one suspect, and like it was a layup, and Only still got subste- away. Only suspect. Yeah. So, Only. So I mean, that's pretty impressive. If the glove don't fit, don't commit. Some some fucking the, the glove doesn't Johnny Cochran. Must shout out Johnny Cochran. Must acquit. Must acquit. Effley Bailey. Sh- great job. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, great job. All right, I mean, listen, we got... You got off a criminal. We got off a fucking murderer, you scumbags. We got a Although, one of the greatest moments of my life, ever, ever, including Super Bowls... The Ford Bronco? ...is when, in the snow, O.J. broke 2,000 yards. Oh, I was gonna... I thought we were talking about the chase. No, before we knew he was, uh, you know, a demented person... He was the greatest runner. No, no, listen, ever. listen. You he ran sep- through airports. You remember those Hertz commercials where he would just fucking run? Well, no, no, no. That was uh, before I was born, so I do oh, not oh, remember oh, the Hertz okay. commercials. <laughs> I am your son. You should know my age. But just so we clarify, no, I did not watch those Hertz commercials. You weren't born in the 70s? No. Fuck. It was a little before my time. Okay, fair enough. So, um, so the ear infection really um, compromised my entire life. Uh, cost me money cost me diving shout outs and now I have a phobia about swimming in my pool so I might concrete the whole fucking pool and make it uh like a paddleball court is that the new thing paddleball is that what it's called pickleball there you go pickle shout out pickleball I might make shout it- out pickleball for uh people who want to be athletic without playing something that's athletic correct yeah. exactly it's if a you've freak- never been an athlete and you're a fraud and a loser and you're a half a human you play pickleball and you brag about it. It's almost like weed tennis. Correct. Exactly. It's a fraud sport. Fraud sport. But look, if you're having fun, don't let it. And listen, you tell me to go I'm fuck not myself. In judge, I'm look, not judgmental. Whatever you like. But you're a pussy. Whatever you like, don't let other people shit on your fucking parade. Right. Like you, I'm doing right now. Right. But just, if you like it, stick to your fucking guns. I like pickleball. It's a fraud sport. But I have fun, Alex. Yeah, sure. exactly. Pickleball. Sure. Shout out Pickleball. If you bring about Pickleball, reevaluate your fucking life. You have no life. You have no friends. You have no family. You're a fucking loser. It's the vegan sport. Right. But I love it. I've never played it. I've never seen it in person, but I love it. 
Because I, I'm going to be honest. No, because no, no. you know why? Pickleball people pay for Stu Finder shoutouts on BeLikeStu.com and pay for picks at StuFinder.com. Is that your, so I'm not in judgment. I'm not in judgment. Is that I, your Michael Jordan everyone. conservative by shoes exactly. too? Exactly. Okay. Democrats, Republicans, Fair. conservative, murderers, priests, uh, nuns, whores, sluts. I love them all. I want your money. That's the, the listen. I have a paywall for a reason because I have no conscience and I want you to fucking pay me and I don't give a fuck the outcome. You've heard it. It's how it is. So don't ever fucking say Stu didn't tell you. That's I the most told you. That's the most honest thing you've ever heard you say. Absolutely. That was beautiful. No, no. 2023, 62 years old, season six, week one, Barstool Sports Advisors. Tonight, seven o'clock, YouTube. Honesty is the best policy. Especially if I'm trying to force you through a paywall that you think you're entitled to get what I have Listen, for free. People always Fuck talk you. about you. No, no. Fuck you. I got a paywall. I'm worth paying. I fucked your mother. People always say that you make them want to run through a brick wall. How about run through a paywall? You know what run, I'm saying? Shout out. That's it. That was That's brilliant. It. Thank you. That was brilliant. Thank you. I, what I, up, champ? Can we can call someone right now? I want that on the shirt. You want that to be a shirt? You run through a brick wall. Now, run through my paywall. It's a little too many words. PayPal and Zelle. I think just you That's all through. I take. I, PayPal and Zelle. That's it. I, you don't have it? Fuck you. Okay? Fuck Square Cash. Fuck Venmo. PayPal, Zelle. I don't even want your cash. I got millions of dollars cash hidden in boxes throughout the country. It's useless. I mean, listen. I like cash. I do too. Shout out. I'll take that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if your cash let's, is green, let's be and we have that, and we have that pen to see if you're giving us fake money, and we also have yeah, no fraudulent bills. If right, you're no handing out bills. fraudulent bills, no fraud bills. Listen, you don't deserve, fuck me. There's a back room and no cameras. Fuck your girl that's fucking around on you. Fuck your mother and father that didn't raise you right, and you're an insecure piece of shit, and you're on trazodone, going to therapy, and your life sucks. I didn't do that. I just want yeah, for the don't record. don't take out your fucking family issues on us. Right. If you're a loser, don't take it out on me because I'm trying to provide you some levity, um, confidence, positivity. But pay me. Also, you know? pay yeah, me. listen. Also, this shit is free, but it's not free. Right. It's free right now. It's free, but it's free as a lost leader to get you to Ooh. my paywall to fucking pay me. See, this is how Jonestown's fucking pay me. I feel like you could have been one of the greatest cult leaders of all. time. No choice about it. Did you, you ever know think that. about that? You ever think about transitioning? No, because there's a couple of things I'm scared of. Okay. God. Yes. And death. Okay. And God is all powerful, all worldly, and he could kill me. Okay. I'm not worried about someone else. You well, roll up, load of coke. Death is real. Death I, is real. I, I a God, permit, I'll fucking shoot you in your fucking head. I'll fuck your girl. Fuck your mother. God, I'm not is afraid little, of you. You know, it's up for. I'm not afraid of Conor McGregor. I mean, listen, shout out Conor. He's one of our boys too. Why you keep throwing our friends into I the mix? I just saw. The, oh, wait a second. Is this happening this weekend? By the way, what? because is Tyson Fury fighting that Nagandi guy? Well, how do you say Nagandi? No, his Francis Francis Ngandu. <clears throat> Francis Ngandu. No, 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 no. Francis? Yes. This is Francis. Francis yes. is pretty, you know, Francis. like Francis Ellis. Right. Okay. All right, let's just use Tyson and Francis. Okay. Is Tyson right. fighting Francis this weekend? Like, like, like Saturday? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I just saw so. the way in. Tyson was yelling at him going, you're a small man, Francis. You're a small man. When is this date? Hold I, on. I, well, I, I know it's. Uh, I saw the way in. I didn't know if it was a fake way in or a real way in because it's like a fake fight. No, it's not. Listen. Bottom line is he's getting paid real money, and if 
Conor McGregor fighting Floyd Mayweather. No, it's October 28th. I don't know where you saw this. I saw the fuck. Maybe I saw just the... Pro- well, could a, it, a hype, no, no, no. They, I mean, there's going to be press tours. And I um, didn't want to look like an idiot. So I looked it up and I, I was pretty October confident. October 28th. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Well, let's see if that was right. Let me... Uh, it's fighting. They're fighting in some, uh, you know, I think it might be like... Is that Saudi a sanctioned Arabia. real fight? Yeah, it's a professional fight. Does Tyson Fury still have the belt? Yeah. So is that he's fighting him for the belt? I don't know how it works, but yeah, I don't think it's for you know. Usually, when you have these, it could be a professional bout, but it could just—I don't know if belts are on the line. Well, let me tell you something. Tyson is so much bigger than Francis. Right, listen, listen, it's listen. crazy. He's Tyson a monster. Fury's bigger than Francis. Much bigger, at least in the, I saw like a weigh-in yesterday. They were against each other. Tyson was saying, "You're a little man, Francis. You're a little man." You well, Francis and Ganu. Is is an all time athletic freak, and he was one of the most just marketable uh, to to have such a marketable human being be a UFC heavyweight champion, and then to just, I mean, ever let him go. I mean, the UFC is a business, and they're a cutthroat business because they let you. They don't give a fuck what you say. It really doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You want to get paid more, they'll put you on the shelf. Was he a Somalia pirate? Well, that's a that's a wrong statement. What, Somalian pirate? Where is he from? You think he could fit on a fucking Somalian I, ship? Listen, I, you, I, wait, wait. He Did we shit, watch? Yeah. No, no, no. Stop. Why? Did we watch the movie where I am the captain? Yeah. Those are what Somalia pirates look like. Francis Ngannou, yeah, he could eat those people. True. Like he would be the he would be the Somalian pirate king in like a fictional story. Yeah, but that that Somalian pirate that said I'm the captain to uh, Tom Hanks, he's an actor. He weighs forty pounds. Yeah, no, no, in he was life, an actor. Not, they couldn't find they, they couldn't find an actor to get down to Somalian pirate weight. <laughs> that was the closest they could get. That was it. No, can, he's not a Somalian. Is there pirate. any way Francis can take Tyson? It would take him what to in, dance? In take him out to Chili's? No way. Sure. No way. Right. What do you mean? This is this is this is a fraudulent. It's for the public. Right. It's like it's like when you have. Uh, Could Tyson Fury have knocked out Mike Tyson? Tyson Fury would take Mike Tyson and fucking bend him over. Muhammad and fuck Ali. Him in the Muhammad ass. Ali. He would fuck anyone up. Okay, so so we're in agreement. He's the greatest heavyweight ever. I think he might be the greatest fighter ever. Heavyweight ever. Yeah. Heavyweight. Well, because fighter ever. Cause, a fighter ever. Because if you're a heavyweight champion. Right. You're better than everyone else. Correct. Like Floyd Mayweather, he could be a better boxer. Um, you weigh what Tyson Fury's right arm weighs. So He's a monster, Tyson Fury. No, he's an animal. And and he's the greatest performer ever. He could he, sing. He could sing. He could talk. He makes you laugh. You love the guy. I mean, he's 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 a uh, also his past is uh, you got to love him too cuz he's not perfect. No. I mean, fucking was uh almost trying to kill pounds, himself. Train wreck. Correct. I mean, drugs, yeah. everything, alcohol, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Tyson Fury fan. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But I like Francis. And Ganu has Absolutely no shot, but what the is the way line? is there a line? Um, I, well, so I don't know. Could Aganu have beaten John Jones if they actually fought, or they're not the same weight? No, that would have been the fight. But John Jones was, you know, on uh, steroids. Yeah, he was it's on a cycle. He was on Ten cycles. He was on the shelf. So my theory was he popped for steroids, and they never announced it, so he had to sit out because there's no. He didn't fight for like three years. There was like no reason. So Francis would could have beaten John. I mean, it would have been a bigger test, but no, John Jones is the best ever. He's right. Never he, lost. But I'm saying he went. He went. I have swung with him. He would have brought. He would have. He would have wrestled him, take him down, choked him out. Correct. What he did okay. to Ngannou, or did to Gon. But I don't know. The heavyweights are one of those. 
they're so big. Listen, the bottom line is this. The reason why people don't give UFC heavyweights um, credit is because if you're an actual heavyweight athlete, okay, you're not going to fight for 10 and 10. You're not fighting for $10,000, okay? You're going to go to the NFL, all right? And you're going to play, a, you're going to be a lineman or a D end and make millions of dollars. So that's why when people look at the champions and that's why when people compare, you know, the actual elite level talent, that's why the 45, 55, 75 pound is elite because you can't be a professional athlete at 45, 55, 75. You have to fight because that, what else are you going to do? You're going to play tennis. You're never playing the NFL at that weight. You can't be a fucking five, seven or, you know, five, nine person and be in the NBA or NFL, maybe MLB soccer, maybe soccer. Gotta be fast, but soccer is impossible to become a professional athlete. True. So big competition. So that's why when the UFC, if you're judging actual elite level talent, that 45, that 55, that, you know, 75, that those, those people are the best of the best because you don't have another avenue where you could just, if you're a professional athlete, you could just go somewhere else. You have to fight. All right. I know we segregate into this, but let me just, is Conor McGregor ever fighting? Is he ever fighting again, or is it just a fucking farce? Conor McGregor, he could, I, I'll watch him take a shit. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, he he's not in the he's not in the testing Excuse pool, me. so I don't think he could fight yet, unless they pull some strings and find some way. Around. So he's not in the testing pool in reality. No bullshit. No no hyperbole. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no don't don't it. say what you're saying. It is, don't say it. It's don't because he don't on... say it. Don't say it. He's taking he? those. He's taking those Flintstone gummies. Is he? He's taking those Flintstone gummies. So right now he wouldn't pass. He's not taking those Flintstone gummies that we buy at the. You know, he's he got the other Flintstone. He's gummies. got the gummies. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Enough. Of course. What do you mean? Everyone does it. The fuck. Okay. Our boy. Listen. Our boy's all natural. Never popped. Never popped. So look, if you never pop, you never bop. That's it. Pop pop. And David Ortiz unknowingly took the cream. All right. Oh Let's right. Just, he said didn't. Know. Listen. 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 Put him in put him in the Hall of Fame because he unknowingly. You True. know what I'm saying? Barry no. Bonds also he saw that people were cheating. Why are you letting other people cheat when you're better? You know what I'm saying? Well, so he was forced put to Barry cheat. in too. He was forced to also, cheat. Also, Pete Rose might have bet on his baseball games, but he bet with himself. That's a winner. Put him into. Right, exactly. Never bet against Stop himself. being fucking I can't wait for these old people to die so we could put these people in. They're it's dying. gonna be post it's they're gonna be dead. Another though. twenty years. Yeah, but Pete might not make it. No, he won't. They'll never put him in when he's alive. They'll put him in when he's dead. You think right when he dies? Definitely. Listen, I think when these old fuckers who have the power die, it's going to be a new regime. They're going to get him. I think when he dies, when Barry Bonds dies, when Roger Clemens dies, they're all in the Hall of Fame. All. Because three greatest plays ever that are not in the Hall of Fame. Right there. Shout out, United. So, um, my voice also went, and I'm noticing that... um, Probably the greatest cover um, of my career was last Saturday when Penn State was playing West Virginia. And obviously that was my 100 Dime and Max best bet. That's my most expensive game, the game that I sell for $5,000. The game that people pay me. Yes, they pay me. Yes, people can afford $5,000. To a multimillionaire, $5,000, same as you paying me $55. So let's, let's call spade a spade. So... Last Saturday, I lung Penn State minus 21 against West Virginia. And first half of the game, the game could have been over at the half. Penn State was 
marketably better. Uh, West Virginia's O-line really uh, controlled some of the game, and they were in the game. But at the end of the game, coming down the stretch, there was no way, no how, nowhere Penn State was going to cover. It just didn't happen. And then somehow, still, for some reason, we do not know. So we they, fucking know. So they benched the starting quarterback, and they bring in second string. And we're at like midfield with like, what, a minute left, 50 seconds left? Correct. There is no way, shape, form, reason that anything's going to happen besides the quarterback kneels or the quarterback just hands the ball right up the middle. We pick up a first down. Let's let's just clarify this. We pick up a first down with 40-something seconds. There's also a face mask on the play. So we get an extra 15 tacked on. We get down to the 20, okay? So now, first of all, I mean, there's no reason to ever run anything besides victory formation and score. But this is college football, okay? And points matter, baby. So you need to score when you can, as many as you can, because when the college football playoff looks at scores, you don't want to be out of that playoff because of a, a winning margin or a close game. So that's the reason. All right. The real reason is because James Franklin loves us, loves us, and his donors love him, love him, and he loves his donors, and we love James Franklin, and his donors fucking bet heavy. All right. So when you know you're looking, listen, they could say they don't look at the point spreads, but if you pull up the ESPN app, if you pull up fucking any kind of score app, if you pull up any kind of just newspaper, if you watch ESPN for a second, point spread is on the screen. All right. You couldn't act like you don't know what it is and act like, you know, fucking, uh, listen, everyone fucking knows the spread. All right. And when you know the spread, you want to cover the spread because those donors want you to cover the spread. And if the donors pay you money and they're betting, you got to cover. I heard because we had audio at Penn State during the game. Allegedly. Whatever you're about I, to say, allegedly. I heard. Allegedly. I heard the entire crowd screaming. James cover, James cover, James cover, James cover. Allegedly. So they were screaming to the head coach of a professional top 10 organization to cover the spread. Alison, I and love coaches. Wrong with that. I love coaches that cover spreads. Nothing wrong with that, though. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think you got to look into it. I don't they think. Pl- listen, uh, they, they put up a score until it reads zero. If you're not covering spread, you have an obligation as a human being. It's not an obligation world. as a human being. Cover the spread. Listen. Fuck Vegas. That game Fuck started, the odds makers. That game started right. 21 nothing yes. West Virginia. Okay? So you look at it like this game's over. What is he doing? He's up 16. No, 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 no. He's not up 16. He's fucking down five. Right. You, so you, you want the guy to lose? You want him to kneel and lose? Exactly. He has to score. So we pick up the first down. We get the 15 yards tacked on. It's 40 some odd seconds left. We're at the 20. All right? We run a play. I think we get the first down. It looks like he's about to break shoestring tackled. The game's probably over. Over. We're inside the 10. We we not only run another play, get stuffed. We run a play with fucking nine seconds left. And we're in no huddle offense right now with the clock ticking down to zero. Listen, this looks like Super Bowl, fourth quarter, 10 seconds left, down two. Not down two because you could kick a field goal. Down four. You need the touchdown. Need it. And uh, you know what we did? We handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. We're not Pete Carroll. We're not scumbags. We're not throwing the ball. We're not trying to get cute. We're not trying to give Russell fucking uh, Wilson the MVP because we, uh, you know, 
hate Marshawn Lynch. I don't actually know why you don't hand the ball off, but we we did. Our quarterback, our backup quarterback, I don't know his name. I forgot it already, but uh, we love him for life. We love him. Listen, there's certain people, like if you bet West Virginia and you had like your mortgage payment and probably like your wife is going to divorce you if you don't win, you you hate that kid for life. I mean, there's nothing he could do. And you have a dog cloud over you because there's no way you should have lost. Oh, yeah. That's one of the... The worst loss. It's an all-time win. All-time loss and an all-time win for us. Shout out, biggest bettors in the world. We made millions, hundreds of millions. I I stopped counting because there were seven digits, five people betting seven. Uh, Fuck it. But also... All I know is we won. Listen, bottom line is we deserve to win that game. We did. Because we probably should have been up like 28 nothing and a half. No two ways about it. So, like, if you bet West Virginia, you were going to get bailed out. But look, James Franklin doesn't take no fucking knees. No backdoor cover here, baby. We fucking ram it down your throat. And that's, look, when you bet a favorite, okay, you, listen, for the rest of the year, I don't care if Penn State, that's the only game they cover, that's fine with us, okay? But you want a coach that when you're laying fucking 21, he's scoring with nine seconds left in a 16-point game. That's it. That's all you want. Right. So that was the greatest. first ballot Hall of Fame coach, by the way, in my opinion, from that game. First ballot. I mean, I don't, I don't Fuck care if he Newt never Rockney, wins. Fuck Joe Paterno, uh, and Sandusky. Whoa, whoa. Fucked a lot of boys, yeah. but we're not gonna talk about that Joe right now. Joe Pine fucked has probably the different meaning. Right, right. Shout out Bear Bryant. You can't suck James Franklin's cock because James Franklin covers the fucking number, and. I've never seen it, but he did it. Okay, so now let's go to, um, there's two games that we're going to talk about a little bit here. Not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, Colorado pissing on TCU, but I'm going to stop for a second there. Let's go to uh, the Monday Night Parlay that I fucking nailed. Duke and under, Duke and under, Duke and under. Now, a lot of people say that game is a fluke. There was nothing fluke about that. Duke humiliated Clemson. Clemson is the most overrated team in college football right now. They will never break the top 25 again. And if they do, it's going to be a fluke because they suck. No, no, no. They suck. That college football team sucks. And this is the second year in a row that Duke's football program has succeeded expectations. Probably the greatest win in the history of their fucking program besides basketball, any sport. Baseball, anything. It is amazing how good they looked, how well coached and disciplined they are, how good their quarterback is, how great their scheme was. And Dabble Sweeney, he had no answer. Like, he didn't make an adjustment. That game could have been much worse than it was. It was a blowout. And I had Duke, and I had under, and it was a great week, a great um, winning Monday Night Parlay to start the biggest week of the year where we have now the NFL starting, college football's full-blown, uh, Thursday Night Football, and you got the Monday Night Game, uh, Jets-Buffalo. So there's so much to look forward to. So I just want to say, shout-out, Duke. Shout-out your football program and your preparation for that game. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, uh, retirement is in your um, future because you suck. No, you suck. I cannot believe the team has that little talent. I think it was your scheme, and you suck. So I think uh, the things that's going to happen this year is Alabama is going to fall to the wayside. So is Clemson, and Georgia may, may you know, obviously they're going to three-peat. They could four-peat. Well, bottom line is this. It goes back to the point where, listen, Dabo Sweeney, there's some people when they win, 
and they know how to win. Like Nick Saban is a, I mean, he's just, he's a professional through and through. I mean, when he wins, he's expected to win. He doesn't, he, you know, he says all the right things. He might be smug about it, but it's like a smug of confidence. When Dabo Sweeney wins, there's just something fake about him. I hate him. He's, he has this, like, it, it's, it's, it's not authentic and people could read through it. Some people get fooled by it, but like the way he went about it, bottom line is this. If he didn't have Trevor Lawrence, he never would have won. Never. And for, for preseason rankings, I don't know who, who was decided on that. And I, there's flukes. Okay. And then there's what Clemson did. All right. And if they didn't get a fucking fumbled punt at the 18, they don't score. They don't score a point. Not one point. Duke shuts them out. Duke shuts them out. So how are you ranked number nine? Like, I want to talk to those people. I mean, like, is it just money? Were they paid to say that they're number nine? Because bottom line is they would have got exposed if it wasn't week one versus Duke. They would have got exposed somewhere because the team was not ready. The defense was not ready. So not ready. The offense looked completely lost. And Dabo Sweeney was sitting on the bench and just, I mean, he looked, he looked like, uh, like Daffy he looked Duck like a dummy lost, look. a lost fucking puppy. But bottom line is it feels good when those people get embarrassed. Oh, absolutely. Listen, but how are you ranked nine? I mean, listen, okay. 15, some, cause, 25. cause no, no, now they're 25. Still the most, that's disrespectful. They after, don't have talent after or they don't have a, that was ridiculous. How do you get beat by Duke? Like that, so embarrassingly, shouldn't have scored a point. I mean, maybe some field goals. I mean, you missed a couple field goals and it got blocked or whatever the fuck happened. Bottom line is this. How are you ranked 25? How do you watch that game and say that they're honestly the 25th best team in the nation? I know that you drop, you know, from 9 to 25, so it looks like, wow, they took a hit. But they should have never been 9. Never. And they should never be ranked. Never. You can't tell me that they're the 25th best team. For what reason? They will not be ranked at the end of the year. Now with this... But with they this should trans- not be ranked right now. No, definitely not. That's embarrassing. With this transfer portal, we'll go to it right now. Shout out, first of all, Deion Sanders. Shout out, Deion. Phenomenal job. Just... Shout just, out Shador Sanders. Oh, my God. Shout out Travis Under. Oh, my God. I mean, they, he might have two of the top three best players in the history of college football. I mean, the... I mean... Kid played 130 fucking uh 140 something plays. I mean that's that's not believable. No, no, and he didn't in play, 120 listen, degree no, no, weather. No, no, people could play that. Right. You could play 140 plays. You might get burnt on your assignment fucking for 70 of them. That like besides the one drop pass that Travis Hunter that Shador hit him in the hands. Right. I think I think he dropped two. He he dropped one touchdown though. Yeah. But bottom line is this. He made up for it with a red zone pick. He made up for it with poking out a touchdown pass from TCU. All I want to know is I want to look the TCU offensive coordinator in the face and ask if he has some sort of mental deficiency. Down syndrome? I, no, 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 no. Mongoloidism? No, no, no. Just he has to. Silly dilly brain? For you to get. Listen, there was. You could test. Travis Hunter on that first touchdown pass where the kid, the TCU receiver caught the ball. It was in his hands. It was locked up. He was taking it to the ground. Travis Hunter, mid fall to the ground, okay, he punched it out. That's a professional cornerback, all right? There's people who could play D and they might just be athletically freak talented, keep up with the receiver, poke balls out. When you have it all, when you have the speed, you have the smarts, you have, you know, to be a cornerback is the toughest position because you're running on your back foot. 
You have to keep pace. You have to, you know, anticipate routes. And when you're beat, you have to make the play, which Travis Hunter did. The kid caught the ball. He was going, if he catches that ball and it's a touchdown, you know, the everything swings. He punched the ball out. What he does on both sides of the ball to be the best player on the field for almost every play he was out there, it's fucking incredible. Well, it's un, I've never seen an athletic performance like that week one. Ever. 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 Listen. He is the best two-way player in football. He's better than any pro player right now playing. Forget about a college player. He is Deion Sanders reincarnated. And it's flu- And I never I never really saw I mean I see highlights but I I wasn't I wasn't around. So right. I mean I lived, I, know, I lived watching Deion. Yeah. Lived it. So I Watched. mean he he literally this I mean besides Bo Jackson, he's the greatest athlete ever. It's Bo Jackson and it's Deion Sanders. Those two. They're the best athletes ever. Ever, ever. They could have played any sport, track. This is Olympics. If you saw this in a baseball, movie, though. A would, guy, a guy who played it. football, both sides of the ball. Now, he, you know, in, in retirement, played two sports. Like, now he's going to go coach uh, an HBCU. And then he's going to, the next year, take his whole team, almost, you know, everyone that, you know, he wants to a fucking power conference team and, you know, basically clean house. And then they're going to beat the team that was in the, like you would walk out of the movie. Like this is fucking horseshit. Right. Like it's not believable. Listen, if there's fairy tales, at least be realistic. Right. Right. What they did to beat TCU who, yes, they lost Max Duggan, but they replaced everyone because in the transfer portal there, they were supposed to be better. Like literally people were touting them as better. So to do that versus that team, I mean, it's, 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 unf- they were a 21 point dog to cover would have been well done, Dion. Phenomenal. And then people are talking about it. Like people are like uh, the kid from, I, I respect the, the defensive player from TCU. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he did the press conference. He said it was embarrassing. Totally. And like, and like the comments, like the, the revisionist history or people are like, you lost to a better team. No, they did not. TCU did not lose to a better team. They were a 21 point favorite. They just went to the national championship game. Yes, they got destroyed by Georgia. Yes, that's one of my best calls ever. But bottom line is this: it was shattered. Alex, Georgia was men versus boys, but TCU deserved to be there. Okay, and TCU was definitely a three touchdown favorite versus team. I mean, it's just it, they're just that good, and they took the lead three times, and Colorado came back three times to no, win it, the game. That, that was a heavyweight boxing it's match. One of the greatest college football games I've ever seen in my changed. life. Best opening day game I've ever seen in my life. No, no, no. And it's look never. It, I forget never about seen it. forget about best opening day. That might be the best game for the rest of the season because it's hard to top that. Impossible. If you, like it's almost impossible to top that. But right. bottom line, even if you do, the fact that it was the most anticipated game. It was what Fox Fox put. Th- this is their eggs in the basket. Colorado's on every primetime new. They're they're playing Nebraska again. So preseason, these are all scheduled. They, like you can't be like people are watching just because Dion's there. So they could be dog shit. People are still tuning in. But the fact that now they're good, the fact that now they beat TCU, the fact that they're actually. I mean, listen, I've never seen a projection line with. I mean, there's not injuries here. We're talking about right now, week one, the the projection lines. Okay, so the way it works is Vegas basically they they come up with these lines. Okay, and then week two they already have projected lines. Colorado was plus eight and a half, plus nine versus Nebraska. 
Okay. And after they won, they are now Colorado moved from plus eight and a half plus nine to minus three. I have never seen a jump like that out of, I mean, I know Nebraska lost, but besides that was, injuries, no, no, no. Even with injuries, 12 it's points, surreal. like maybe we are Marshall, right? How could, how could they be so wrong? How not, so not, wrong. not so wrong. Beyond how, wrong. How could Colorado be that good? And it's like Dion said it. Like they're not ready for us. And listen, maybe that's just you know believe it and it will come true. But I mean, listen, what they did, you can't. You know, Shadur Sanders threw for 500 yards, and those balls, he uh, looked better than Patrick Mahomes looked. No choice. And now, ten times better. We were sitting on the bench with our mouths open. No, no, no. We were like he was laying balls. It was unbelievable. Cross field in the pocket, scrambling where. Bottom line, we came into this game, everyone said that their O-line is trash. They were going to get beat down. And they didn't get beat down. They held up, and they looked great doing it. But even when he was in trouble, he escaped. And, made, and, made he got, play. and when he got fucking hit in the backfield, because it was very few and far between, he got fucking leveled. He got right fucking back up. Right up. So, listen, the kid has all-time great genetics, but he stepped up to the fucking plate, and he might have stepped up to the plate. If that was a fluke game, the thing is, when you have a fluke game, like, yeah, you could complete 500 yards, you could have those games where everything's clicking. Those passes, you can't you can't have a fluke. Like, those those passes were the some of the best passes I've ever seen in my fucking life. And that's off a of fucking offseason. That's off transferring schools. That's off going to play in hostile environment where you're getting told every fucking name in the book that you're a fucking fraud. Every media member is saying, you know, does he deserve to be here? Is this nepotism? I mean, to to stick your dick fucking down every critic's throat, and they could have done that by losing by seven. If they lost by seven, it's the same story. Same story. Because they never should have lost by seven. They should have lost by 35. Correct. Because if that line was 21, it's still Deion Sanders. It's still the public. It's still the Cinderella story. It's still the hot. Like, people want to bet that. Okay. So the, the real line was probably, even though it was 21, it should have been probably 35. Like, realistically. Like, I give Dion 14 points. It's one of the most stunning upsets ever. And listen, we're very, we, listen, we love Dion Sanders. Uh, we're personal friends with Dion Sanders through Barstool. I've hugged Dion, hugged it out with Dion. First thing I said to Dion is, first of all, your body's made of steel. And second of all, you smell great. And he literally said, this is a quote from Dion. I smell like a rich black man. Yeah, it was one of the best lines. Best line ever. Except the, the other, I mean, it was one of the best lines I've ever heard in my life. And it was topped almost in 15 minutes when he said, I wake up and the floor is happy that Dion's walking on it. And then when I turn on the shower, the water is happy that it's going on Dion's face. Like, he's just, listen, the man, he, he was an all-time athlete and he did play professional football. And he also played professional baseball. But if he chose to not play sports, you see him in the Affleck commercials, he would have been Denzel Washington's rival. No toys. Like, the man can do no wrong. No, he's just... He could have been the best preacher in the whole country, the world. Like, the man, just give him a mic. Whatever he's doing, you want to be a part of it. No toys about it. And I don't know if you know this, but if you haven't seen it, maybe you lived under a rock or you just you you were just in a coma for the last 30 years. Me and Dion battled it out. Caleb Presley, Caleb, shout out Caleb Presley, uh, of Barcelona Sports Greatest Ever, greatest interview ever, sexy man. I love you, Caleb. Um, it was me, Dion, and Caleb, and we had a battle rap and we went at each other. 
It was a debate. Not oh, okay. Rap. Well, I don't rap. It's when you rap. Oh, I don't okay. Think you rap. I can't rap. Yeah. I can never okay. rap. Right. Okay. okay. So we debated, and and one of the few, maybe the only time that Deion Sanders ever took an L and was ever put in a body bag is when I debated him because I crushed him. But let me just say two things. First of all, when he smiled, I like I smiled, and then when he gave me a look when I told him I'm not Jerry Rice. I'm not uh, Michael Irvin, and I'm going to run a button hook, and there's not a fucking uh, way you could stop it. He gave me like a death stare, and I swear to God, I would have blown him on stage if he asked because I was so scared he was going to kill me. So he can go from super nice to the devil really fast. And then he said to me, Stu, no one even calls it a button hook anymore, you little teeny tiny midget of a human. That's literally what he said. But I still contest that I run the greatest... Fake left, fake right, going long, stop on the dime, and turn button hook. That was my signature move. You need three, four yards. You're going to me. Fuck Travis Kelsey. Fuck Kevin, Kellen Winslow. Fuck everyone. You got to stew fine for the button hook, even if Dion's on him. So we're, we're personal friends with Dion. I just want to say that. But I've never seen some. Now, let me ask something right now. You still think the USC quarterback's better than this kid? I think I, I think Caleb Williams is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Ever? No, no, no. I think yes. Better than um, Trevor Lawrence in college? Yes. It's not close. Better Trevor than, Lawrence had an all-time defense. Young. Better than anyone? No, no, no. He's he's he. Listen, he's. I would say the only person that could be is Patrick Mahomes right now. That's I, that's how high I am with him. If I'm an NFL team and I'm going to be dog shit, and I know that his dad said that uh, if he goes if he's, to Arizona, he's, if not, he's going to go back to school. That's correct. bullshit. Um, no fucking way. All right, it's a good try. It's a good <laughs> bluff. Like, first of all, the dad. Like, I don't know if you're trying to be the next fucking uh, uh, Lavar Ball. Like, if you're just if this is like the 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 coat you're trying to wear, you're trying to get some clout. Listen, he's going out and he's playing NFL football next year. But bottom line is this: if I'm an NFL team. I don't care if I have a shot to make the playoffs, okay? He's good enough that I would lose every single game. I would I would purposely try to lose. I would try to go 0-17. That's a franchise quarterback. I've never been more confident about a franchise quarterback in my life. That's how good he is. Yeah, he makes every play. He's, like Joe, he's enormous. Like Joe Burrow's great, and he's performing, and yes, he did get the 275 million, and yes, he deserves every penny, and yes, he's incredible. But we're talking about a man here who left Ohio State because he couldn't he didn't cut it like he wasn't the guy like this is this is an all-time quarterback where it's not like you know Joe Burrow in LSU he he stuck his dick in everyone's mouth but there's a very real chance where Joe Burrow never gets that shot to play at LSU and he's forgotten and he's he's uh fucking working somewhere like a regular human being like this is a all-time talent who is the guy coming up as the guy leading his team that has absolutely no defense to almost uh, a college football playoff last year. And he's in the front runner to be in the mix this year. And he's probably going to win the Heisman. And there's actually nothing you could do. Like why, Like when he plays, there's just nothing you could do. Well, and I know you'd people have to are, score 60, 70 points. And I know people are in the, um, you know, uh, the Florida State kid. Yeah, Travis is great, but... I mean, let's 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 hold the fucking hold the phone here. You know, he's not uh, he's not Caleb Williams. I really don't think 
there is competition. Like a 1A, there's not a 1A, 1B. There's, it's Caleb Williams. He's number one. And I don't really think it's close. Right. I mean, what does he have? Like 12 touchdowns already this year? Uh, yeah, First I, game he threw six, second game he threw six. I don't know what his total touchdowns right, are. It's just but ridiculous. It's, it's, I mean, it's a joke. It's like, it's like it, a video game. And it, it could be... <clears throat> It could be way worse. And he makes... Like, like, he could have so much more. What I like about him is he makes every tough throw and every movement effortlessly. It's like he's floating. I've never seen... Like, they could get a holding penalty on first down, incomplete second down. It's third and 20, and he's picking up the first down, and he's not faced. Like, it looks like he's just, like, having fun out there. No, no, He knows... No, no. There's certain players that are that good, and there's also certain players that are that good and know that they're that good and know that the competition is, it doesn't even fucking matter. You know, it's just that he's better. He has that killer instinct. Yeah. So that's, I don't think there's, I I don't think there's a shot. I think he's a franchise. If he's not a franchise quarterback, it will be the biggest surprise of my life as far as sports and projected who's going to be what. Okay. All right. So, that's basically a quick overview here. So let's let's go let's deep dive a little bit into Barstool Sports. So now everyone knows Dave bought the company back uh, from Penn Entertainment. Penn Entertainment chose to leave Barstool and go with ESPN. I think the deal was five hundred million down, and then uh, I think it's. Another 1.5 billion paid out over X amount of years. So now ESPN is going to have their own exclusive sports book um, that they're going to go partners with Penn. And uh, the deal was that Penn would have to divest itself from Barstool. Whether ESPN did not want to be involved with Dave Portnoy, which is probably the truth. No, that, that was, I think that was public. Knowledge. Okay. So... Like, I'm sure ESPN could have um, partnered with Penn and just kept Barstool. But they, they didn't want anything to do with Dave Portnoy. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. So Dave got the company back for a dollar. Now you could say, that has to be the biggest home run ever. But if you deep dive into it, it's not as simple. It is extremely problematic. Barstool right now is reeling on its fucking atmosphere. Reeling because Dave took it over and on the books, they were losing um, for 2023, so far about $19 million. Well, it was, it, he took over a business. I mean, like, and you could say, why would he do it? And, you know, what is, that doesn't actually make sense. Like, why would he take on this loss? Barstool transitioned from being a profitable business when Dave ran it to being an advertising arm for Penn. So you might look at it like, wait, so Barstow was just losing 19 million. Their whole thing was growth and advertising. So when they were losing money, it's a billion dollar company who's writing off the Barstow entity as an advertising expense. So it's not, you know, it makes sense for them. They have more money than God and they throw money advertising, you know, the, the eyeballs that they reach is worth it in their eyes. But when you're Dave and you're paying out of your pocket, you you have to turn it around and uh, you have to cut some cut some people. There's no other way to do it. Right, and and Dave is up for the challenge. I mean, Dave has no problem running a profit profitable business. He's been successful his whole life. He sold the company um, 2018 for 100 mil, 
and then sold it to Penn for 500 mil. So he sold it twice, 100 mil, now 500 mil. Now he's got it back. And he had to cold and calculated look at the reality. He said to himself, he did not want to lay off everyone. If Penn had their way, they probably would have fired everybody but Big Cat and PFT and Dave. And it might have ended there, to be honest with you. Literally might have ended there. You keep part of my take. And you keep uh, whatever Dave Portnoy is going to do. And you let everything else go. But that's not what Dave wanted to do. So instead, he went to war, put his hard hat on, fired 130 people, saved about $12 million immediately. And still, now he has to deep dive into extracting and getting every ounce of flesh he can from the people that work there. And he still has a tremendous amount of talent there. They still drive a lot of money through a lot of revenue streams. And now they have to consolidate and everybody has to be on the same page. And there's no fucking around. There's no party no more. There's no nothing. Like a year ago, I said to Dave, or six months ago, I said, Dave, let me go back to Barstool. Let me get a job. I'll walk the floors. I'll be your general. And he says, Stu, I don't care about Barstool no more. We don't make money with Barstool. We make money on the Penn stock. Well, that is a total reversal. 360 now. Now, every single living second, Dave Portnoy's consolidation and attention is on Barstool being profitable. So, and he didn't, wow. Just, just, just to clarify, it's not like he didn't care about Barstool. What you're saying is that no, he, the, the money the was made, made through money, Penn. Correct, correct. No, right. Not, just, just he a, didn't, you don't like, want to no, put words in his mouth. No, no. Like, he, like I said, give me a million bucks and I'll walk the floor. He says, Stu, I'm not paying you a million dollars because Barstool success is not how the overall picture makes money. The Penn stock, the stock itself is how it makes money. So let me be clear on that. Sorry if I misspoke in any way. So in other words, got to respect that. But now that's not the case. Now Barstool is is the gig. It's Dave's gig. It's Dave's baby. And his reputation is on the line. Listen, he could have walked away. He has like, I think, 16 months left on his contract. Um, The word on the street is being paid $7.5 million a year by Penn. So he could have just wrote out the contract, 20 months left, and then, excuse me one second. I respect, and I respect people that could... uh... I mean, it's easy for everyone a Monday morning quarterback and just everyone's going to basically give you shit no matter what you do. There's no right answer as far as the internet's concerned. But if you're talking me, all right, and probably 99.99999% of people, if they're in that position. That have $100 million in the bank already. You're, done. You're, you're walking into the sunset. Absolutely. Who would need this shit? You literally fucking... could buy a compound Who where you never have this? to see another human being on the face of the planet. He... he didn't choose that. So Plus the fact he I respect that. Big time respect. Guy's got the biggest set of balls in the world, the biggest heart in the world, the biggest brain in the world. Those three things are unequivocally facts. So he cared about a lot of the employees that might not have been able to succeed successfully as much success as they are at Barstool right now. Uh, accolades, uh, as far as followers, as far as everything. So he didn't want to let it go. See, he came back and he's going to war right now and a thousand percent, he's going to turn the company around. Now, um, just getting back to what I spoke about with Penn State a couple of seconds ago, I lost my fucking voice screaming when we won the game. Lost my voice. I don't have a voice left. So I came into 
Chicago landed the airport with a fucking ear infection with no voice and I performed brilliantly. Let me tell you something right now. I, I don't want to toot my own horn. I don't want to say my dick's in your girl's mouth where some of you, unfortunately, yes, including some of you, unfortunately, it's been in your mother's mouth and your grandmother's mouth I can, and I, your I sister's can, mouth and your daughter's mouth. But let's not take talk it from about a guy, me. Take it from a guy. My mom has definitely had his dick in his mouth. Okay. Let, let, me, let me just say right now, I performed brilliantly. I wasn't good. I was great. And I'm always great on that show because you have Big Cat, you have Jersey Jerry, which it's going to be alternate between Jersey Jerry and Dave. We have a new weather girl that you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You I can't divulge in person. Oh, whoa. Well, you no, no. Everyone that? knows that. Everyone knows that. Oh, okay. Everyone knows that. Okay. They know we have a new weather girl. Shout out Hannah. We love you. You're irreplaceable, but you're replaced. Um, but the bottom line is this. That show is my baby. That show I created in 1989, where I went to Republic Airport and we flew in a four-seater plane every Monday morning. Filmed it Monday night, partied like rock stars where whatever happened, I'm not even going to talk about it because I can't talk about it. It was debauchery. It was Caligula times 10 and I left Tuesday morning. Every week I started the show. I named it The Sports Advisors and we ran it from 1989 to 2003 and in 1993 it was the single biggest show in the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is gone. Nothing I can do about it. We trade, listen, bottom line, we trade voices for wins. Okay, exactly. So, 1993, I had a $3 million budget for the show. And in 1993, when I went to book all my sports channels, because I was in 70 sports channels, every sports channel in the country, my show was on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. When I went to book the shows, all of a sudden they said, we can no longer take your show. And I said, why? And they said, Rupert Murdoch bought the network. <laughs> what do you mean the network? He bought 70 networks? Yes. How's that possible? Well, it's possible because he set it up in 1993 and then he bought the NFL programming from CBS for like, you know, a stupid number. And now all of a sudden Fox which had no sports channels to show sports, now started showing the NFL. And I was essentially, from a $3 million budget, I was cut to a $1 million budget. And from 1994, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 2000, I had to struggle to get sports channels because Rupert Murdoch would not allow my show on their network because then, in the 90s, Sports gambling was looked at like um, Attila the Hun, you know, like ISIS. Like, oh, no, no. Can't have any sports gambling talking about with the NFL. No, 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 no. Which now, of course, they hoard out. But, you know, just 20 shows, years later. It just shows how, how fucking. Once it's once they get the money and once it's okay. Exactly. Once the taboo shit hit, is like. They, right. They, they couldn't they forget figure about out it. how to make money in the 90s. It took them 20 fucking years with 2023. Correct. Now they hoard out. So, um. This show is my baby. I take a lot of pride in doing the show. 
it is my entire fucking life. My heart, my soul, my balls, my history, my energy is in the show. So, me and Sandy take a plane. We get on the plane, and the first thing the the um, pilot says is, uh, uh, hi, this is, uh, the only thing I heard is, Five birds crashed into the right wing and they're checking now if there's damage. So I turned to my right and was sitting on the right wing and all of a sudden you see this scaffolding with five fucking people cleaning the wing of bird shit, bird debris, dead birds, carcasses, whatever. So we're on the plane for like 40 minutes. Okay, finally, they say okay and we leave. I'm up, I'm chewing the gum, nervous about my ear, but... Everything works out. Land the fucking plane. Get a fucking uh, cab to Chicago. Now, I've never been to Chicago. I was only there in 1970, I think, five uh, in the Port Authority for two seconds. There was like homeless people washing. It was gross. People with no arms and legs. It was so disgusting. I ran. I had like 10 minutes because I was on a Greyhound bus going from New York to Colorado to visit my best buddy. Uh, I was like ninth grade. I was in summer of ninth grade. Uh, I bought um, uh, butterscotch in like this candy place and got back on the on the bus and that was it. That was my whole experience in Chicago. Can I tell you something? When I landed at O'Hare Airport, first of all, the airport is immaculate. It is beautiful. It is clean. It's not too big where you feel overwhelmed. Get in a cab. Cab says, listen, it's going to take us an hour to get to the hotel because bumper to bumper traffic, which was cool. Air conditioning worked. We get to the Hilton Hotel right in the city, dead in the middle of the city. Beautiful hotel, beautiful room, beautiful accommodations. Now, with all the shit that Dave Portnoy has on his plate, all the money he's bleeding out of his eyeballs right now, all the concessions and cuts he had to do to survive, he did not back down on what he said to me. And what he said to me is that me and Sandy, every week, will be able to fly Tuesday, party Tuesday night in a beautiful hotel on them. You do the show Wednesday, and we get you and your beautiful wife home. And he's a man of his word. He's a man of his word, okay? When he says something, he does it. When he says something, he means it. So shout out to Dave Portnoy, thank you. So... We get to the hotel, undress, shower, beautiful, and we go out on the town. And we went to a restaurant that one of my buddies is an investor in. And it's one of the top revenue-producing restaurants in the world. It's called Maple and Ash. You get to this place, and it's, first of all, there's like 75 people eating outside in front of the place. There's two security guards as big as like seven foot lurches. I mean, scary. And they said, can I help you? And they said, yeah, I have a reservation, Maple and Ash. You walk in these fucking metal, beautiful gold doors, phenomenal bar. And then they tell you to go to the elevator. Go to the elevator. And then I go up three floors. Bang. Elevator opens. There's four of the most insane, beautiful, gorgeous, Hostesses wearing super black mini skirts, half shirts, so their bellies are showing, and all you're seeing is 
fucking luscious skin, smell of perfume. Unbe- I mean, the most beautiful women in the world. The most stunning bar I've ever seen in my fucking life. And there's like 300 people there. Everybody is loud as fuck. The lights are dim. It's the place is mahogany wood, top shelf everything on a Tuesday night. Tuesday night, the place is jammed. We sit for 40 minutes, have a couple of drinks. I have a double gray goose with a splash of cranberry. Did you actually enjoy that drink? No, it was like, it was like poison. But I, you feel like you got to do it because you're there. I, you know something? It took me back to when I was 25 years old and that was my drug. That was my drug of choice, my drink, because so I you hated f- it. you feel young again. Exactly. Got it. Literally. Okay. Thank you, you. You don't like it, but it no, makes you feel it. young. No, I hated it. It's okay. disgusting. I'd That's rather have, I'd rather have fucking like a pina colada or something, you know, right. sweet. Something okay. like that. It's like sugar. But it takes you back. It took me back. Got it. I guzzled three of them. I was so annihilated before I sat down that I thought I was going to throw up on the fucking table. But again, I'm a primetime player. So I got my shit together. Maitre d' comes over. Is all pomp and circumstance. They light a candle at the table. They bring this candelabra. They light that. There's music playing. Everybody's kissing my ass because, you know, I'm a, a, I'm a VIP and I'm with the guy that owns the place. So they fucking kiss our ass, come over. We're doing shots of fucking stolies. They, the fucking jamming caviar in our mouths. We're doing shots. I'm so annihilated. They're coming over. Then we have tequila. Then we have these, they're, they're making these other drinks. I, I drank more in an hour than I've drank, than I little, as far as liquor is concerned, because I'm not a liquor drinker. You know me, I'm a pot smoker. I'm a sugar addict. I'm a carb addict. That's me. Um, I'm annihilated. They give us the menu. And on the menu, it says, uh, I don't give a fuck. That's literally what it says in the menu, which means it's a, they charge like $200 per person. Well worth it. Well, well, for the experience alone, well worth it. If the food sucked, it would have been worth it, but the food was great. And it's a taste testing menu. So they bring you everything, soup, the nuts, everything. And everything was a 10. So we eat there. We're so full. We barely can walk out of the place. And we start walking around the city. I have never been so swept off my feet as Chicago. Don't know why. Heard a lot of bad things about Chicago. Crime is crazy. Gun violence is crazy. Obviously stems back from the mafia. In the 30s and 40s. I don't know if that's the reason. But if you think of Chicago. Is a lot of bad publicity. Extremely negative publicity. To the point where it makes New York City look tame. Saying a lot. But I didn't see none of that. I didn't hear any gunshots. All I saw was the most beautiful. It's a small city I've ever seen in my life. It's about one fifth the size of Manhattan. But 10 times cleaner, um, 10 times I felt um, loving, I saw no homeless. I didn't see one homeless person there where now you know New York City's struggling. If you go to New York City, you would be appalled. It's, it's, it's so fucking gross. There's thousands of homeless there. Then you have the immigrants being shipped in from Texas. So it's a shit show. And it's dirty as fuck. And you can't drive anywhere. And the traffic is just beyond overwhelming. So for some reason, Chicago 
looked like a fake city to me. Everybody was so nice. Everybody was so kind. Uh, I ate at a couple of amazing breakfast places, especially this place. Shout out Lou Michaels or Lou Mitchells. One of them, Lou Mitchells, Lou Mitchells, I think. They've been around for 110 years. First of all, best coffee I've ever had in my life. Best pastry pastry I've ever had in my life. Eggs, bacon, it was fucking amazing. I leave my fucking credit card there. So when I go to the airport, Buy Chinese food with me and Sandy are, are, uh, after we did the show, I can't find my credit card. So I locked the card up. Next morning, of course, they had my card. Shout out Eddie Barstool. Fucking love you, Eddie. Eddie went, got the card, sent it back to me. So everything was good. So we go do the show and Barstool Chicago is not ready yet. So they're in the old office where everyone is cramped together like the old bar stool. You're on top of each other. If you're doing a promo, you could be overrun by the person next to you doing a promo. It's impossible to say, can everyone be quiet? Because that's not how it ran. It's not how Barstool Sports Advisors, uh, excuse me, it's not how um, Barstool started in the early 2003 into 10, into when they moved to New York in 16. Everybody's on top of each other. So they had to rent a studio to do the show. And we went to the studio. And of course, all the happy faces were there and we were ready to roll. And it was me, Big Cat, and Jerry. And we motherfucking killed it. We fucking killed it. So tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern on, I think it's YouTube, is I think it's called Barstool Gambling. I think they made it Barstool Gambling. On YouTube, 7 o'clock, our show is a must-see. It's a must watch. The editing is second to none. The craziness is second to none. The camaraderie between me and Big Cat and Jerry is second to none. And we have a new weather girl and you're going to judge for yourself. Not going to say she was amazing. I'm not going to say she was dog shit. I want you to judge. I want you to judge. Me personally, I thought she was fucking fabulous, but I want you to judge. And we give picks, okay? We break down four games and we give a mortal lock. Now, I hung my hat on last year, okay? Because that was my best NFL season I ever had in my life. I won in every category, whether it was the mortal lock on the show, which I was 15 wins, four losses, two ties, 79%, 78.9%. 15 wins, four losses, two times. Think about that. Best in the fucking world. So if you're only tuning in for the show, if you hate Dave, if you hate Big Cat, you hate me, you hate Jews, you hate Christians, you hate everyone. You go into the show, get my pick, and you're killing your bookmaker. Destroying your sports book. Millions, hundreds of millions, maybe even billions were made last year on my mortal lock because they never lost. Rarely lost. Rarely lost. I think I ran eight in a row. It was just unbelievable. Then we break down four other games. We give analysis. We go back and forth. We fight it out. We hung it out. We kiss it out. We lick each other. Hysterical. Hysterical. So tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern, Barstool Sports Advisors, Season 6, Week 1 from Chicago. Phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. Must see. Must, must watch. Every week. Every week. Spread the fucking word. It's free. 
spread the word. So that's it. That's it. First of all, paywall, paywall, paywall. StuFiner.com. Right now on the bar stool special. It's up right now. It's on the website. $69 favorite number, favorite position. Three best bets for Sunday. Three best bets for Sunday. Three best bets for Sunday. I've done it. This is year six. I'm doing it. Last year, I think we were 15 winning weeks, seven losing weeks, and a tie. Amazing. Three best bets, $69. You can purchase them right fucking now. Um, my entire slate for college football last week swept the board 100 diamond with Penn State. And I swept both 20 diamonds. I run a $99 special. You get 10 games. You get two 20 dime best bets. Nailed them both. 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0 last week. So, swept Saturday. And I'm going to sweep Sunday. And you got a ton of free picks on the show tonight. And again, four shout outs. Bachelor party. Anniversary. Birthday. Graduation. Something special. Need a pick-me-up. Need a ready-to-roll. I'm the best in the world at it. Be like Stu.com. Plus all my merchandise. Private merchandise. Be like Stu.com. My book. Betcha I can. Come towel. Be like Stu.com. Plus on the Barstool store. I partner with them on specific merchandise. So whatever you do, however you do it, I got a paywall. Not asking for a lot of money, but I'm asking for your money. Pay me! Ready to roll! See you next week! Like and subscribe! Comment on the fucking podcast! Only Stu! 33 in the can! Ready to roll! Ready to roll! Ready to roll!